0: We're reading dirty books. Poor Jack. He misses us. (laughs) He does.
1: Poor Jack. I'm really sorry. He missed us. Poor Jack. He missed us. You may not know it, but you are. He has no idea how much he misses (laughs) us. (laughs) This episode's for you, Jack. Jack. (laughs) Welcome to Sh- We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Celeste.
0: And this is Kalina.
1: And thank you for joining us. Yeah. And our podcast where we read and discuss romance novels.
0: Yes. Paranormal. Mostly. Novel. Occasionally. Mm-hmm. Most one, of the time. Everyone but one. <laughs> <laughs> So far, everyone. Yeah, we yep. might have some on the horizon, but they're not.
1: And some people probably wouldn't say that night circus is, but it is because it's para and normal. Some of para yeah.
0: normal, paranormal. Yeah, so it's like magical realism, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. maybe in a different. I don't know. There's so many paranormal. other things. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yes. Welcome so, back. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Well, do you want to do a quickie? Yeah, let's do it. Would you lost it? <laughs> Where to go? Oh,
1: I lose so it all the bad. time every day. It's okay.
0: lost. Would you rather have an endless summer or an endless winter? Ooh, endless
1: summer or endless winter? Mhm. Truth be told, endless winter. Yeah, endless winter. Endless winter every time. <laughs> every time.
0: I will always choose winter. I know. And I know that's gonna shock people. Well, <laughs> people who know us is not gonna shock them. No. But I don't like being hot. No. It's literally the most upsetting thing it's about the the world.
1: Worst. <laughs> it's the worst. Obviously
0: no one loves being cold either, but I always feel like there are solutions to cold.
1: Right. Yeah, there are more
0: there are more clothes. Where put them yeah, on. Exactly. You know, <laughs> dance there are around. more solutions. <laughs> but when I am hot, it's like naked's not an option. No. In most I'm, settings. Right. I was going say. Well, and even
1: so Even when you are naked Now you're just like Naked and, and hot.
0: hot You're <laughs> just hot And naked And like sweaty And you're like This didn't
1: solve it Right Now it's like Now it doesn't It's not fixing anything It's not
0: fixing it Yeah
1: No, um, and, I mean, particularly Colorado winter, I'll take, because we don't have horrible winters. No. And the past, what, two years, two or three years, we've had some good snow, like, better than we've had in 15 years.
0: This year we have. This year we have. I did not think we had much
1: We had a little bit more than normal. Okay. More than what we are used to, at least as kids, when we were like. When we were kids, we had lots of snow. We had lots of snow. And now the world is burning. The world is burning
0: to the ground. Have you seen Australia lately? They're setting a high, another record, like 50 degrees Celsius, which is 122 degrees Fahrenheit. God,
1: that's terrible. That's unlivable. Yeah, (laughs) it's not livable. And where was it in Europe this past summer where it was like, they got it. The whole
0: of Europe. All of Europe? All of it broke records. <laughs> they turned, like, the Eiffel Tower into a water park.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> it was too hot in that's France. What, that's what I think I particularly heard about France. About that. Yeah. That's
0: insane. Yes. Yeah, fucking Just insanity. temperatures that they don't have. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah,
1: So I'll take winter, which means we'll probably <laughs> never get it It'll never... <laughs> So the world until, is burning down.
0: until we are in atomic winter right <laughs> right and until that happens. <laughs> the ice age comes back for right. us. right and we go on the dark side of the moon yeah but, no i agree i'd re- you know just yeah if i if i have to struggle through something i'll struggle through cold because yeah. i can fix it most of the time also it's a more humane way to die so yeah you get real high <laughs> when you're <laughs> going through your hypothermia get,
1: they get real up
0: you think you're crazy yeah. like hot and you take your clothes off and run around naked in the snow until you die it's and not it's bad peaceful. that seems good you yeah. <laughs> it's better than heat stroke is fucking Instead miserable burning at the stakes <laughs>
1: Well, that was pleasant. Yeah, that was
0: great. (laughs) Hi, guys. Welcome to our podcast. It's fun.
1: So first, we wanted to apologize for last episode. We didn't get to sneak in our rating or a fun fuck fact or not a fun fact. No, um, we did that. A quickie. Quickie.
0: But we were, uh, we were in a fort, guys. We were in a and fort. It was too cool for words, and <laughs> we got, and super we got excited. real bad about our recording, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we just forgot shit. So, uh, you guys have seen from the post that we already put up that it yeah. has been rated and stuff. So, apologies
0: for that. But yes. now we are ready we're on. back in our regular studio Four not years. in a fort yes we do love our studio but yeah you know forts are cool too
1: forts <laughs> are fucking cool <laughs>
0: when you're 37 years old i'm great. gonna build a studio for us that is a fort yes <laughs> yes you fucking are and then we will own the world <laughs> we will win <laughs> we will win <laughs> okay so what book did we read for this episode So for today's episode, we read
1: Winning Skyhunter by Jesse Donovan and narrated by Brian
0: Gill. Yes. And Kalina, we'll do our Clitz notes. So in this world of dragon shifters, the clan Skyhunter has been in turmoil, led by a terrible leader, clan leader, uh, who uh, tortured and imprisoned a lot of his clan members and apparently also did some, you know, killing and bribery and all kinds of nasty things mm-hmm. so this is after his reign has ended and they're looking to see whether or not the clan can be saved the what new leader will take step up and take over for the clan or should they dismember the clan and put the members into other clans there's clans all around the world and this is taking place in england ireland scotland you know the over, uk over there the uk and ash ash what's his, what's his fucking name Ferd escher Asher. Not Ashford. No. that's a university. I was like, we called him Ash. What was his (laughs) name? Asher is the nephew of the king. The old king. The king that was bad. King Marcus. And he was in prison for five years and kept away from his dragon uh, with drugs. But he is out and he thinks he should lead the clan. He has the unique experience of having been tortured tortured for standing up. And saying, you know, what the king was doing was bad and not not following along with his rule. And so he shows up to the beginning of the trials and meets a blast from his past. <laughs> <laughs> what was that look? What's her name? Why can't I remember the names of these characters? Oh, I thought you were looking at someone else. Haverly? <laughs> ha- no, I'm, I'm not remembering. It uh, uh, Honoria. Honoria. Yes. Rhea. Rhea. That's it. Ash and Rhea. <laughs> anyway. So she was a member of Guy Hunter, but her parents saw what was coming and sent her away as a child. And she went off to America where she grew up. And now that the clan has a chance to start anew, she's returned because she thinks she should leave the clan. And they were teenage sweethearts. But, you know, she got sent away. And so they haven't seen each other in a couple long time (laughs) Mm -hmm. years and years. So. They start going through the trials, kind of trying to figure out who's going to become clan leader and their dragons. In this world, the dragons actually are like separate entities inside the minds of the characters. Mm -hmm. So we have both Ash and his dragon talking to each other and like ria and her dragon talking to th- each mm-hmm. other and it's really good i it's mean so this good. is different than we've experienced i before. want a dragon so bad i want so this bad. dragon yes. in my head her dragon's awesome oh i, I love want her dragon, dragon a lot mm-hmm. yeah to mm-hmm. talk to me and mm-hmm. like tell me things that'd be great but um the dragons are like man you should go fuck them <laughs> <laughs> like that'd be good we didn't get to fuck last time and we should fuck yep because especially like Ash's dragon is like, uh, we were in prison for five fucking years mm-hmm. and we've been out for a year and we haven't had sex and I am upset about yes. it. Yes. <laughs> He's like, we need, need to get to. laid. <laughs> Apparently, dragons really, dragon shifters really need sex to <laughs> calm down. So Really? So do I? No, oh, oh, it's weird. Well, it Maybe you're be dragon. a dragon. <laughs> so they go through the trials they decide that they'd be better as a team that maybe the stress and power of ruling a clan is too much for any one individual to manage and especially since they're being looked at extra closely because of how horrible marcus had been um, that it might be better to put the clan in the hands of two people and so they team up to join, you know, to try and become the next leader. They're being judged by some outside group of humans, but also the other clan leaders from around uh, the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And they start sleeping together. They keep saying it's only like a one-time yeah. thing or, <laughs> you know, just for now, just quietly, you know, we're not going to be this. We're, we're not real mates.
1: No, it's just to help out it's our just libido. to
0: get it, you just know, it out. we've got to get it out of the way. We have to. Have do sex. things <laughs> and we need our minds clear. <laughs> so let's go. So there's some nice good sex scenes. Yes. There's some real power play uh-huh. sex scenes which are fun. And then they naturally become uh, leaders of the clan. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Everything Short, quick, to out. the point. They're figuring it out. You know, yep. Some trials along the way. There's an asshole who has to die. Yeah, he dies. It's fine. Well, he's a big idiot. So he is a big idiot. <laughs> I didn't understand it at thing. all. <laughs> <laughs> could
1: have done. <laughs> Dumb. That to me, I had to. I okay. I know we're jumping. Obviously, yeah. No, it's fine.
0: We're done. But so, that was clit's notes.
1: That was clit's notes. Thank you. It was great. Now into the story. the The bad guy turns him so during the trials. The bad guy turns himself into a dragon inside of a fucking cave, and that's how he kills himself. Yeah. But I have to equate that to he had no control over his dragon. Probably not. And so obviously he wasn't fit to be king.
0: Or not king. Leader. Clan leader. Clan leader. Well, no. Obviously he was insane. he obviously like he started out just being kind of a jerk yeah and he went from like zero to 60 <laughs> jerk to batshit crazy yeah. in like no goddamn time we no, got no that, arc on him no. it was just like oh that man's crazy yeah. no, he was dick from the he's beginning he's killing people and yeah. turning into dragons yeah. in a tunnel it's crazy it's crazy <laughs> that's not natural yeah but that's okay i mean it's a, it's, it's a pretty short book uh, i think it's what we would call a novella, I don't know. Yeah,
1: I'm starting to find. I don't I've,
0: understand if we know the terms yet, but whatever, that's fine. Yeah. Go on. Well, we oh, sort of had
1: Lisa and Corinne sort
0: of explain it to us, and and I'm
1: with you. I still don't know the difference. <laughs>
0: I don't think we came to a decision.
1: <clears throat> I don't think so either. I think they were just like one in the same. Yeah, we can use whatever we, we want. So we like to say novellas. Yeah, because so, it's a full novel
0: story arc, just yeah. in a shorter form. Yeah,
1: which I, I mean, I think I've mentioned this before too, but I've come to really, really fucking enjoy the novellas. I oh, love my them God. so much more. There were a lot of places where I thought this book could have ended. This particular story could have ended, like four or five mm-hmm. different spots, and it didn't end and obviously, there are different stories that come up after. Oh, it. yeah. This
0: is setting... It's a huge I actually don't series. even know. I, I think it's the first in the Skyhunter, but I think yes. it fits into a bigger world that she'd already created of the dragons. Yeah.
1: So at the end, they have an author's epilogue yeah. or an author's note. Mm-hmm. And she explains the building of her world and how there are extensions of all of these in the different clans and stuff like that. So it's um, it's not just a linear story no. about the... What are these? The stone... No, these are the Skyhunter.
0: Well, the stone fire Dragons. Well, that's another clan. The Stonefires is the other clan that comes to help them.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So it's the Stone... Well, it's the Stonefire Dragon universe. Okay. So in this universe, there are all these different clans. So the, mm-hmm. we just read about the Sky Hunters, right? That's no. the clan, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so uh, Jesse just... She explains at the end that it's just this huge, intricate family tree... Of, like, all these different clans and yeah. different stories and stuff like that. So well, they it's keep a lot. coming
0: up in the book. You know, mm-hmm. so a couple of them come over. We get remnants of stories that, you know, probably have already existed. Like, like, that story, like, especially what, um not Annabelle's. Uh, Amy? Not Amy, but the one who helps her, the burned. That's got to be somewhere. That's oh. somebody else's story. Like Her you name know, started with an A, off It level. does start with <laughs> an A. I know. It's just not Annabelle. No. <laughs> but, like, ob- I think that's a fully fleshed out novel somewhere in her yeah. in her in her universe. It's mm-hmm. just this is she's you know starting a new line where we're getting the beginning of like the resurrection of Skyhunter. So yeah. it, I mean it was I like this world. I it's do fun too. and I want to go back to it. I totally want to go back to it. I want to live this. in this world for a little bit. Yeah. No, I think I think and especially if it's going to be
1: set in the novellas and short shorter of shorter length. Yeah. It's just mm. They have just become my favorite, and I fucking love listening to them and then talking about
0: them. They're mm-hmm. just so
1: easy, so easy. I
0: I love reading the novellas. Yeah, like that. That when we got into the whole the Midnight Coven through mm-hmm. um, Lisa and Corinne's books, I just they're s- That's what I want. I want to go home at night and read one hour worth of reading and it's a whole story. And I can just be done. It's kind of like why I generally don't want to sit down after work and watch movies. I want to watch like one or two episodes of a show. And I want the arc to be completed. I don't want to watch some show that is... I'm just I'm not into shows anymore that where the whole plot is just it, it covers a whole season or something yeah. I really like episodic shows yeah where it's like this episode is this yes and then it is over and we move on with our yes. lives I just like getting that completion mm-hmm. that like the satisfying quickie. ending <laughs> yes it is it's a quickie <laughs> I get my happily ever after and I can move on with my oh, life yeah. I'm not like oh shit I'm gonna read for the next 12 hours when I shouldn't I should go to sleep that's so <laughs> and they're so inspiring to me because like I said in the past it's what I like
1: to write because I usually just write quick Mm-hmm. just like that and so for us to be reading these i think it's gonna be so much easier to put it on paper mm-hmm. and so to talk about it also brian gill
0: oh shit fucking
1: fantastic so good oh my god i so love him
0: goddamn good i
1: do have to say though that i thought about sazu the whole time <laughs> S- <laughs> yeah 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 okay I, okay I love his voice yeah and he does great characters you can hear the differences between each each one of them between oh, the dragon okay. and between the person and he
0: had full like he went british irish scottish welsh he did the full range yes <laughs> um, that's do you know
1: how difficult that is uh,
0: well, well for an american <laughs> it's damned impossible
1: <laughs> well in the end and i actually think he is american Oh well, because at him. the very end when you listen to the end 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 credits uh-huh. he talks about the publishers and it's straight up us
0: oh well, like, even this, better it's
1: fucking brilliant it was awesome
0: yeah, it was cool. He he was so good. His, yeah. his his accents were killing me. Yeah. I loved him. Yeah. I was like, this is sexy. Talk to me some more. <laughs> In one of these voices. Uh,
1: I couldn't help but think about the bird. But still, it was very sexy in the books. From the
0: original, you mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. Not so much from the... Who's the character that did the... John Oliver. The, yeah, not not so much him, but the original.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought, so, too. Because, I mean, John Oliver's John Oliver, so... Yeah. No, you can tell... Shawzoo is right. John Oliver.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the original.
0: Yeah. No, it's... Oof. So... Good world. Like it. Want to go back. Good narrator. (laughs) Hope he narrates all the books. (laughs) I hope so, too. It was fun. Yeah. So did you like Ash and Rhea?
1: Yes, I did. I liked them a lot. So I think think the biggest thing is the dynamic between the both of them. And you said it before we started recording, Mm -hmm. that in this story and how these characters were written, we have two alphas of... They're not even leaders of a
0: clan. They don't because these are dragons and not wolves. They don't use alpha. They do say dominant. Yeah. But yes, yes, they are alphas. (laughs) In other books, in other books, these characters would be the alphas. They're the dominants. They're the leader. They have
1: the the leader mentality, Mm -hmm. the leader. Yeah. yeah. So and usually when people are in in that setting, they fight for dominance and they fight to be number one. And they both each wanted to be leader of the Skyhunters. Obviously, you can't both be, but you can. And they did, and so what they did was they decided to team up. And at first, people were like, uh, "It can't be two of you. Also, it can't be a female because girls aren't supposed to be leaders. They're just not strong enough. They're just not, you know, whatever." And so she's just like, "Fuck all you guys! I'm going for this with or without him." But then mm-hmm. they talked about it after they made sweet, 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 sweet love. It was not sweet love. Oh, it was sorry. down and dirty sex. It was <laughs> dirty <laughs> it was very sweet. Oh my god, it was good. Ew. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so the point is is that they they had these two dominating personalities and they started to work together and they accomplished the goal without fighting and being combative and going against each other or making the other one submit to the other. Nope.
0: They took turns. Like even in the sex scenes mm-hmm one dragon would get his way you know ash and his dragon would get his way one round and then the very next round ria and her dragon would be like my turn Mm -hmm. and like push him over and ride him hard (laughs) and it would be like it was just so it was so refreshing to see because you know in the past we may or may not have read a book where the two main characters were both alphas and the only way forward was for the female alpha to submit to the male alpha Mm -hmm. and for him to beat her alpha down and it was just unacceptable yeah you know it was just so hard to read whereas this one the dragons even were like it's cool as long as she lets me lead sometimes (laughs) like they were both both dragons were like that's okay i can do it i can i can share dominance because it's it's hotter it's way hotter it's, (laughs) it's way hotter then progression be, is hot yeah to be progressive <laughs> in this t- day and time in these type of sexy. books it's so sexy <laughs> so it was just so neat to read and then not only did they work on that in the bed mm-hmm. but they you know did it out into the into the clan where they were like we can both be dominant but also lean on each other absolutely like we need each other to be stronger we're stronger together than we are apart when they went through the trials to test to become the leaders of, of their clan they took
1: turns doing whatever, you know, the different tasks and obstacles that they had to go through. And the the great thing about them is that the, their their dynamic was something of old, like they had a history together. So mm-hmm. they still so they understood even though they had a lapse in between,
0: and a lot had changed for both of them, yeah, like you know, you don't get thrown well, into a cell trauma. and tortured for five years and come out the same man, or had your parents killed and sent yep. to a different country, yep. like it's <laughs> their
1: parents were murdered. I mean, like their their dynamics are so different, but they worked so well together, and they took turns, and they they went through these trials, and when one would fall into the hole, the other one would pull them out. So like. Did you catch on to that trial, the one where they when they went to the girl Mm -hmm. and they caught her reading a book at first? And then she all of a sudden went into her character and was like, you have to save me. And this is. She wasn't reading. Yeah, she was reading. No. Yeah. No. What was she doing? Her head was down. She was reading a book. No. (laughs)
0: No. I
1: swear. I swear she was reading a book. Because that's how I related it to, oh, she was just waiting for her her turn to, for someone to come in and do the trial. <laughs> she's like, oh, I'll put my book away and now I'll start acting the part. <laughs> really? No.
0: I do not think so. And I just heard that piece <laughs> very recently. <laughs> like, I was listening to it an hour ago. Really? <laughs> I really don't think so.
1: I'm going to have to go back and listen. I w- yeah, I'll go too. Because that part stuck out to me. No.
0: Okay. I was waiting for that too. I was like looking for, are they going to mess up? Because- in the trials, the characters don't know. So they're supposed to go find a person who's been captured and uh-huh. bring him back to the clan. And in that scenario, everything they encounter is going to be fake. Right. And they have to find him. But there's this unknown where what if they. Stumbled outside of the scenario into something real. Right. So they, they come across a bunch of people locked up, and both of them are like, Well, if this isn't part of the scenario, then we have to help these people. We have to right. free them. But they don't want to do anything yet because that's not their mission. If it's part of the scenario, they don't want to get distracted because their mission is to just go find this one person and bring him back. Uh, right. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. That's why I was just like, They're throwing in tricks, they're trying mm-hmm. to trick them. Yeah. So I thought that they were like, like hiring people they to go were. in and play these parts,
0: they were. I mean, they they were clansmen who were set up like to play the parts. Okay, and especially for those two, they they put them in the cells first because yeah. that would freak him out from his experience yes. being locked up. And then the small teenage girl alone, waiting, like wanting to save her parents. Yeah, because her history was when she got sent away, her parents were murdered by the king for disobeying him and, and sending her off. He didn't want anyone to leave the clan, okay. so. I just miss it. If it happened, I didn't <laughs> hear it. I don't think I also, that she was reading because I think she was just tied to a chair looking down. And
1: that very well could have been. I throw in a lot of extras <laughs> in my head when I read or listen to these books. I really
0: do. Because I think they would have picked up on that if they had seen her with a book that had been like, okay, never mind. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. That's
1: why I was just like, why did that not alarm you guys?
0: Yeah, do not Probably think it
1: because it didn't happen. <laughs> I, don't
0: I think swear it, happen. it did. But I, I could totally be wrong the one maybe the guy at the end was reading i thought it was the girl
1: uh, it doesn't matter he was just
0: sitting there like waiting like because they found him so yeah. he wasn't pretending to be caught or right. anything he was like you did it
1: <laughs> <laughs> like Without congratulations time. i don't know
0: why he made it hard to get him out though i missed that part <laughs> <laughs> where she almost took off his nuts <laughs> oh <laughs> wait so they find the guy and he's part of the whole scenario it's all yeah, set yeah. up right and he and they're like are you gonna come with us easily and he's like nah i think i'll stay here a little while longer and so then they without because they can't there's so much things they can't do they can't actually harm him or kill him or do anything like that so they have to find a way of making him come willingly so she grabs him with talons on his on oh his yes jewels.
1: that's right mm-hmm. i do remember that because she like slowly claws out yeah. or something with her well they did yeah.
0: a trick where it was gonna be it looked like ash was the one who's gonna play the like hard and heavy mm-hmm. and like hit him or something and then she came around real fast and like, like got him yeah. with her claws on her on his balls and was <laughs> like i will take your balls if you don't come with us yeah i was like okay i'm coming <laughs> but i was just like why are you just go ahead like what what more is what are what can you do Right. Like they found you. That's, wow. That was the trial. So why would the person <laughs> you're trying to save being difficult show you anything? I yeah, don't know. Anyway, it was that was weird. Yeah. It didn't matter because then the crazy man showed up and killed himself.
1: Yes. The crazy man came up and almost killed everybody else. Almost killed everybody else. Yeah. There too. So Everyone. It was a touch and go
0: there for yeah. a
1: while. So yeah, the trials were good and the, it showed teamwork and then to the very end they were always just equals. Yeah,
0: the way they addressed the clan at the end. I mean, everything was really well done. I loved that we had two shifter mates. It yeah. wasn't like so many books where it's like, He's a shifter, she's a human. Oh no, yeah. we have to figure out how to live in the shifter world. Mm-hmm. Like I really enjoyed that. And none of them uh, were latent
1: or anything and nope. trying to figure out themselves. They both knew themselves mm-hmm. and they I both mean, knew what they wanted and what they, yeah. So I was confused though. Maybe you could explain this to me about the whole mate ordeal. So like they kept saying, she's not my mate or do you want to be my mate? Let's be mates or it didn't they, seem But they're like, not true mates. Like they weren't fated, no. right?
0: So They can choose to be mates. Okay. And they have. But and is I, there a fated part? There's a true. They didn't use fated in this book. They use true mate.
1: So then there's a potential that one of them could find their true mate. I
0: go. Oh,
1: that's going to be so good. No, I don't think <laughs> that will happen. I
0: think at the end they're going to end up <laughs> being true mates. My guess, and I guess, you know, this isn't in the book, so I could just be making shit up. <laughs> but it's felt like that maybe if, their relationship had grown normally from childhood, they would have ended up as true mates. Mm -hmm. But because of the trauma and stuff that happened and they come back to each other later in life... They don't have that sick frenzy that is, you know, the true matedness where they're supposed to stay together until she's pregnant. Instead, they get to be grown adults about it and be like, no, I'm choosing this. I don't know. I could be wrong, but that was my kind of understanding about it. Like, because the dragons kept going, no, he's not my true mate. That's not my true mate, but that's okay. We'll still take him as a mate. (laughs) Well, they just wanted to fuck. Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) But but then eventually, the dragons were like, no. I want them forever. They, they do want... They're it. my mate forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then like, they wanted to keep them forever. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> I mean, so many different versions of mates in so oh, many of these for books. Sure.
1: I love it when we come across a different type of story or understanding of how... Mates are explained in different books. So like Mm -hmm. normally we get the, we know there's a spark and that's my true mate and I have to go after that's my fated mate or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or the ones are like, there's no such thing as mates or we just find whatever. Mm -hmm. And I love it when there's different explanations to it. So they always use the term mate, Mm -hmm. which. I know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I think that's the animal piece as opposed it's to totally. the human piece because i don't yeah. like the term generally I don't, I don't either patrick's not my mate <laughs> <laughs> oh that made me upset hey mate <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, yeah right maybe for australians yeah well and that <laughs> just means friend <laughs> yeah so you can be my mate that's cool <laughs> we can be friends but yeah i don't know it's a hard word but it makes sense in these books and i don't hate it in the, these worlds that we read
1: no i don't hate it and especially this one no, this was a fun one. This was good, and turns out humans are terrible people in this one too. Yeah, humans suck. Humans are real. They're bad. like
0: apparently, dragon blood is magical and powerful and healing or something. So they keep kidnapping dragons and draining their blood. <laughs> I'm like just fuck, humans. Terrible. Why do we suck all this Why? time? Why?
1: <laughs> Why is it that you notice that like that? They're the number one antagonist.
0: Yeah. yeah, they're bad, <laughs> and there's always usually some kind of religious order. That sure. <laughs> That is like, no, I must eradicate all vampires from the earth.
1: (laughs) And And they talk just like that. That (laughs)
0: That, that was totally a voice.
1: (laughs) Anybody want to hire Kalina for the books? Come through me and her manager. You better only need that one sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Done. It's already
0: been recorded. (laughs) I can give you that sentence. That's all. (laughs) I don't think I could even recreate that voice now if I tried. (laughs) It just popped out. Oh, it's funny. So, yeah. uh, Well, there's also the stuff in this book that is about how family can betray you. Mm -hmm. And it's not always, like, it's not right to necessarily visit the family sins upon everyone in the family. Because Marcus is, as the leader, he's ash's uncle Mm -hmm. and he was terrible Mm -hmm. and ash's cousin is the one who brands him oh we didn't say that but he has a big giant k k branded on his chest and it shows up in his dragon form too it's really awful Mm. you know shifters heal well so the fact that it's there permanently means it was some serious damage it was burnt and Mm -hmm. over and over again into his chest until it stayed so it was interesting because you know there's a lot i think that comes up in a lot of our books where it's like Clans aren't just family lines They're much much more than that And Mm -hmm. I think that's what Ash is trying to do There's a lot of resentment Coming at him from different quarters Because he is part of the Mm -hmm. Okay it's really hard because Marcus's last name Was King so his name is King Right so he was the leader king, and it's like that's difficult because <laughs> he wasn't a king <laughs> in was the conf- sense. Yeah. It was, he wasn't royal king. Right. He was clan leader. His last name happened to be king. <laughs> but, you know, since he carries the king name, and that is the family that did all of the terrible things for the past decade or whatever, that it's hard but he's trying to live, you know, past his name and into like being like, look, I was tortured just as much as everyone else yep. under the, his rule and we can be stronger as a clan if we move past like yes, I might have the same name, but it's not family doesn't everything.
1: Yeah, and like, also the reason why I was imprisoned was because I spoke out
0: against him. I tried to fight against him. Mm-hmm. So
1: that should tell you guys something too. Mhm. Yeah, I know all about fucking crazy families. <laughs> And how unloyal some of them can be and how fucking crazy they could be and uh, intensity.
0: Yeah. And I really think that like, do you come to a point in your life where family is what you make? Absolutely. And, you know, it's the people you choose to surround yourself with and not necessarily the blood that you were born into. Because that is tenuous, you know. It It matters for some things, obviously. And and it's not to be overlooked lightly. But if it's not serving you, Mm -hmm. if that relationship isn't serving you, then there's ways to go out and make your own family out of what you have around you. So
1: there's lots of toxicity and a lot of blood families. Mm -hmm. And it's not for the better just Mm-mm. because it's thicker than water yeah or whatever it is you know. it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you need to live a good life mm-hmm. or to become a good person or to better yourself or whatever
0: mm-hmm. so that's well, hard but, mm-hmm. but but you know ash uh, is living it he's getting above his mm-hmm. past and his family's name and he's gonna be a leader now what do you think about ash um like i love Rhea. Yeah, no, I love Rhea. I'm so in love much. with Rhea. Yes. I love her a lot. Yes. I think it's interesting because it seems as if I would have probably really liked the ash before the torture. I agree. Um, there's all of these moments where Rhea's like, Oh, he used to laugh more or he was funnier mm-hmm. and like even when he's talking with his dragon, he's just like much more serious and Yeah. And he says, this isn't how I used to be. And I I can't even fathom being locked in a cage for five fucking years. And a big piece of it for these characters is his dragon was suppressed. He couldn't talk to his dragon for five years. So he, I just can't even imagine having a voice in your head that That you've you've grown up with and (laughs) that is part of you that Mm -hmm. disappears and is suppressed and you cannot access. Right. It'd be like losing half of your, your conscience. conscience or yeah. yeah, it would be so terrible. Mm-hmm. And so obviously he's going to come out of that differently. But I just wish we'd seen some of that start to come back maybe and like him be a little less. I think his Rich. dragon was funny. <laughs> I
1: His dragon was much more. I fun. liked his dragon. Both of the dragons were real oh, sassy. Oh, fucking sassy them. beasts. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, they were awesome. But um, yeah, I just think, you know, he he's a little too much for me.
1: <laughs> I would agree. I, it was funny because I was thinking about that as um, I was listening to this and the type of which one of the characters we really, really enjoy. And we love the goofy, funny ones that oh, don't take things too serious yes. but are still super strong and super smart and, like, nice. charming. Mm-hmm. Rom. Rom. Like, Rom. He's <laughs> <so> my <laughs> fucking favorite. I love Rom. I know. You know, so, like, those ones are... The ones that we tend to flock towards. Yeah. I have an indifference towards Asher in that exact same sense. I love this story. I think this is a beautiful story between a lost love Mm -hmm. because she'd left and he had no idea. No, for two weeks. For like just gone. And they were teenage lovers. Mm -hmm. Well, they had, they weren't like, they weren't sexual, but they were, they were. Boyfriend, Yeah, they were boyfriend, girlfriend. They, you know, kiss and they snuck out to go hang out with each other and stuff like that. They were the the typical teenage romance type of stuff. And that that didn't help me when he was captured and put in jail and stuff. So I could understand that. And I think that because he had this past, my heart was a little bit more open towards him. And, like, I can understand why he is the way he is. Because in the end, he wasn't ever an asshole or anything no. to Rhea. He wasn't oh, God. dominant and he wasn't demanding. He
0: was literally one of the best from th- th- the first word. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, they're having open mic right underneath us. So
1: if that shows up... <laughs> In our recording, we apologize. (laughs) I have to say it; otherwise, they're going to be like, "Ooh, there's a ghost in the room."
0: (laughs) Somebody singing, guys, just outside the studio.
1: Open mic karaoke. So, (laughs) oh
0: shit. (laughs) Okay, we got this. It's okay. All right, it's really faint in the background. There's no way that's loud. No.
1: Okay. (laughs) I'm I'm hoping it's not picking it up. So
0: so. Yeah, from word one through it, like at no point does he take a weird domineering stance or like uh, overprotective stance. Like, you know, even when they're out on the quest or the trial, they've been up for two days and he sees her like kind of rub her face and shake her head to try to keep herself awake and he's like you know maybe we should rest Mm -hmm. we're not at our best and she's Mm -hmm. just like just one more and then we'll go you know then we will rest and and his dragon and him talk about how he wants to make her rest but he's not going to because she knows what she's doing yeah you know and it's just so good it's so good because it's like so many times we read books where i'm like oh this guy (laughs) What's his deal? <laughs> but no, I loved, oh, I loved it. Yeah, and she wasn't super,
1: like, like she knew within herself that she was a strong, she had strong character, and she knew what she needed to do to accomplish these missions, and she knew that she loved Asher, but she wasn't, like, a bitch about it or anything, or totally, completely sassy. No, like,
0: she th- was a little jokey. Yeah, and she was fun. then she was, but just an a occasional jab here and there, but Yeah. Nothing aggressive she, or she ridiculous. Have she attitude. didn't have to become a man right. to be a leader. She knew what she could do as herself mm-hmm. and all of the skills that she had learned. Everyone's giving her shit because she'd been gone. Right. And apparently this clan doesn't like outsiders, uh, but she's still of the clan. She just has been living in America for so long, but mm-hmm. she picked up a lot of shit there. She's like, she learned tech she's and really she techy. learned communications and all of this stuff that the American dragon clans have been doing that she's br- she wants to bring to the mm-hmm. English dragon clans because they haven't been doing and they're all separate and isolated and they're not sharing information and there's these dragon hunters out there that are trying to kill them and mm-hmm. they need to be communicative and and together if they're going to fight the stupid humans. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, she just uh, it, they were both really well-done characters mm-hmm. and it was a, it was a breath of fresh air to read. Yeah. Especially cuz I spent this week reading a YA novel that has been driving me fucking batshit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that like I'm not gonna really get into that novel because it's, it's actually somebody else's podcast so <laughs> it's not my place. But there's an interesting dynamic here about high school love that for whatever reason in this book it happens to be physical removal <laughs> like mm-hmm. they were separated and could not continue their romance that like there's a difference when you're young, like you think love is so fucking intense and serious, and like you're certain that you know exactly what it mm-hmm. is and what you're feeling and that you're a hundred percent correct about everything and it's just so different for like i don't know how old these characters are Mm -hmm. they aren't you know we're not given an age on them but i like to put them in at 30 i feel like they're 30 for ya no 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 for the book we just read ash and ria oh i'm the the ya characters are fucking teenagers Uh, okay i was like wait a minute sorry i thought we were still talking sorry, about no, that. well i'm comparing them okay okay because in that book there's this teenage love story right, that is right. like this is my life I and you're like you're fuck mean. off you're <laughs> fucking 17 yeah you don't know what life is you fucking barely even remember past 10 <laughs> eight, you know 10 12 years ago you don't know anything So I just like seeing how much more mature love is at an older Mm -hmm. age. So I don't know how old Ash and Rhea is, what I was saying. She doesn't say in the book. I'm guessing 30. Yeah, I'm guessing mid-20s to 30. They're probably mid-20s. I'd rather put them at 30. I like everyone to be 30. I like anybody to be 30 also. (laughs) (laughs) Until you're 30, you don't understand.
1: You don't know life.
0: <laughs> after 30, you're, it's, you're good. You're golden. <laughs> the world makes a lot more sense after 30. Before 30, it's nuts. But yeah, so I just, and I liked it because they did seem so much more mature. They like, they had a very honest and open conversation about like, look, we're going to have sex because we both need it. Yeah. She started that conversation. She even. Did. She's like, look, we're going to have sex. I want sex. You haven't had sex in six years. We need to have <laughs> sex. <laughs> <laughs> it will calm our minds and keep us focused on mm-hmm. this on the trial that we're going to go through. Yeah, and it'll be good for us. Yeah. And it'll be fine. We'll be fine. And it's cool.
1: She, she was even like, "And I don't want any fucking foreplay. I just need you inside me." <laughs> now I, Ooh. Oh,
0: I like a little bit more foreplay. But but in the f- okay, yep. this was their
1: first encounter, though. Yeah. So first encounters. With someone you were about to have sex with, the first time you have sex with somebody. I like foreplay too, I think, because mm-hmm. it helps obviously to get
0: you in the lube. <laughs> well, he still made <laughs> but, sure she was, she and was he did. plenty wet, so that was important.
1: But we, but they did, she'd been anticipating it, he'd been anticipating it, they knew they were gonna fuck, so mm-hmm. she was quite ready. Yeah, and for sure. So it was easier for her to, mm-hmm. to accept him, because mm-hmm. sometimes you do need the foreplay to. To get yourself, you know, Uh, one in the mood, and to get physically ready for it. But so she was, but she was ready. She was fucking ready. I fucking loved that scene, that first oh sex scene. Jesus, Jesse, that was it. Was (laughs) I listened to it twice? (laughs) because i missed the first part um, like i i got it but i then i got so enraptured with it <laughs> that i danced around in my own head again and made up my own scenario and i was like oh shit i'm forgetting about the book i'm listening to so i went back and listened to it oh my god it was so and it was just good. like it, and like you said, he took her first and then she turned around and took him. And it was so she fantastic. Like pushes him over. Yeah, like, like, my turn. My <laughs> turn. Oh, the dragons in this fucking book were so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they have this relationship and they're two different, like, they're cognitive minds and they think and they have, like, they don't talk stupid. Okay. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> they don't talk like animals. No.
0: <laughs> they have, they have full form sentences. Yes. Which,
1: <laughs> thank you, God. Thank you. I fucking appreciate that so much. <laughs> Where there is just like you're having a normal conversation with your best friend. Yeah. That who just lives, th- lives, in your lives inside your head.
0: yeah, is a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, and so it's like sometimes they wouldn't understand. Like she'd be like, like her uh, Rhea's dragon would be like, well, that just seems human. We don't care about that. Dragons don't care about <laughs> right. uh, public displays of affection. Right it's it's silly to be embarrassed and she's like it's not it's not for you it's because there's a human here and i don't want to like you know they're gonna be upset about it so right. i gotta be human right so i like those interactions too because mm-hmm. like even though this dragon has lived inside her head for i'm going to say 30 years <laughs> <laughs> that's how old they are <laughs> she still doesn't understand human things mm-hmm. and every once in a while she's like fine i'll let you go but I yeah. i think this is stupid <laughs> we could have done this faster my way
1: (laughs) i love that they're i love that they had so much control in their dragons that they're like i will put you in a mental cage you better shut the fuck up (laughs) we are not ready for this right now or we're not gonna talk about stop making me think about fucking her when i need to win this (laughs) show
0: like don't bring up sex again Uh, oh i also kind of liked how when they were having conversations they would miss out on what was going on around them yeah (laughs) because (laughs) They'd stop and, like, their eyes would flick back and mm-hmm. forth between human and, and dragon eyes, mm-hmm. and that's how other people would know they're talking to their dragons. <laughs> And, like, conversations would be having. and be like, oh, sorry, I missed that. I was talking to my drink. (laughs) And I just think that's really funny and real.
1: I love it, too. And, like,
0: even though the conversations should be happening really at the synoptic level as fast as Mm -hmm. thoughts, (laughs) it's really funny that it still distracts you.
1: No, for sure. (laughs) It is impossible to multitask. There's no such thing as multitasking. It's called switch tasking. I just learned this in this class that I just drew, And and so it's almost kind of like you can't occupy the same space in the exact, you know, thing. Mm -hmm. You can't. Your mind can't do multiple things at one Mm. time and so if you're having a conversation with people and then with your dragon then yeah there's (laughs) there's no way that you're going to be able to keep up with and it's so oh it's so funny Mm -hmm. i loved it so much the
0: writing was so good Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed the writing i did too it was was really great so yeah any any other topics that came Uh, up from the book
1: let's do our kiss and tell kiss and tell yeah i think it's time okay so for this episode we thought since Ria and Ash have found each other after many years yes. of being apart and they weren't, you know, teenage lovers, they are now back to being together. And now they, they have confessed their love to each other. Now they're our mates and now they're with each other. And in the end, they have a baby and are married and blah, blah, blah. We thought it would be appropriate to have our kiss and tell be about a story of our first love. Slash crush or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it, it doesn't really say if Rhea and Ash are first. They were the each other's first love.
0: Yeah. It, it seems it like they are. implied it. It really yeah. didn't feel like there was others. Yeah. You know, it, it yeah. felt like they had kind of grown up together and mm-hmm. fallen into dating and, Had strong know, feelings. Had strong, they strong. They admit to having loved each other. Yeah. Like they admit that when they were dating, they loved each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, one of their things is like, well, I'm not going to fall in love with her again. Right. <laughs> right. You are. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Sure, sure,
1: Ash. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so our kiss and tell for this episode is going to be our first
0: first love crush. Love. Well, my first like serious crush was on this kid who I had really close to growing up with. He'd been in school with me since first grade and he lived pretty close. And we went, we were in school together all the way through middle school. And I just, oh, I loved him so much. <laughs> it's intense. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, we never dated. It was never a thing. He was just <laughs> my, he was my, like, especially, I think I probably liked him a lot in elementary school, but that's, like, pre-understanding of things. But I think definitely in middle school, like, when you start feeling. When you start to understand those. Understand, like, and and, and hormones things. start going through right. crazy things, and it, it's middle school, and that's when you like boys. Yeah. All of a sudden, that was, yeah. he was. He was my number one dude forever. <laughs> so much. What yeah. was your?
1: I'm going to put you on the spot That's here. Fine. What was your thought process? Not thought process, but what were the the thinkings in your head as far as like daydreams or? Oh, I had whole
0: stories. Oh yeah, another. <laughs> another uh, high, uh, middle schooler and I sh- one of my friends from that time she and I would write stories to each other about like we both knew who our crushes were Fucking
1: brilliant. and
0: we would basically does anyone watch if you watch Bob's Burgers then you know about Tina and her erotic <laughs> friend fiction <laughs> and that was straight up what we did we just I mean she just writes it herself but this friend and I would write you it like it. there were these scenarios like one point we were in space because naturally we're astronauts there's a lot of islands <laughs> (laughs) there was a lot of getting stranded on islands that's
1: so awesome just the four
0: of us and like these really intricate scenarios where it naturally would lead to a y'all you know that is so fucking (laughs) awesome oh they were fucking loving it i like when i first started watching bob's burgers and those stories came up in tina i was just like Oh my God, do all middle schoolers do this? And do we just never talked about it? <laughs> oh, totally. See, why didn't we ever totally. talk about this? Not just middle schoolers. I've actually tried to get this friend on the podcast because I really, really want her to come oh, on and talk about so this experience good. with me. She doesn't want to. So. Oh, Sorry. man. Maybe someday. Maybe someday she'll do it. But I just think it, it was such a pivotal time. Yeah. And like getting like writing... Sex scenes mm-hmm. as a fucking thirteen-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a really you know young yeah. young person, but like expressing that. Sexual interest, yeah, you know, for the first time, and having someone who you could share that with was so vital. Like, we did mm-hmm. most of them orally, but we would, you know, like during the summers or something, we'd write each other letters, and yeah, that would be the story. And we just wow. go back and forth telling the
1: story. Do you still would it be one story, and then you'd write a scene, and she'd write a scene for a
0: while? Yeah, we would tell a story, and you know, it, and then we'd create so a new it, scenario, and you'd
1: leave it off, so right, right. So, you'd start one, and then you'd end the scene there, and then she'd continue on the scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, no, not only middle schoolers did. That I did that with my cousin, one of my cousins, mm-hmm. but it was with celebrities.
0: Yeah, we would occasionally do yeah. that. It was just much more interesting with the guys in school, sure, because we knew them, right? Sometimes we, I she was a lot more loyal. I would change mine up because sometimes I'd have nif- different crushes. I'd be like, No, nah, I want to have an adventure with so and so today, and <laughs> like that would be the <laughs> one, but no, it was. I was just really glad that ever got out in middle school because that would have been embarrassing oh, as shit. That would have been one of those But that was, moments. it was so fascinating.
1: That's so cool. And I think back to
0: it and I'm just like, that was cool that
1: we did that. And I think like, that's, I think to have that, that comfortability and that dynamic with, a friend mm-hmm. and to be at yeah. that level with them is so
0: mm-hmm. honestly it's empowering and they were silly and like, yes. especially like the space one was fucking ridiculous <laughs> it's
1: so awesome because we were just oh, really man. intrigued by the idea
0: of sex in space naturally yes who the fuck is it <laughs> <laughs> oh you're a liar i Ricky, really so hope you are not interested in that thought i
1: really hope if you're listening I really hope you consider coming on the show and talking <laughs> to us about that because that would be fucking amazing. She knows who she is. I know who she is.
0: Yeah, so, <laughs> it's so, so cool. I think she should. But you know what? Yeah, not everyone. That's okay.
1: It's <laughs> all right. You don't have to. <laughs> so I've been boy crazy since the day I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in love with all of everybody. <laughs> I just I love people, and I I don't at the same time. But <laughs> that's true. I was like, you don't love all people. <laughs> it's always been. When I was really, really young, celebrities, so those don't count. But the first real boy that I had true, true feelings and true crush on was the first guy that I got engaged with. Oh, okay. When I was sixteen, mm-hmm. is that? I think that's how old I was. Yeah, I met him when I was young, like seven, mm-hmm. eight, elementary school, and he was two or three years older than me. He was as old as my brother, and he and my brother were friends. And from the first moment I saw him, he lived in Boulder. And every time I went to go visit my aunt, I just, I wanted to see him every single time I was up there. And I didn't always get to see him. And his little sister and I were friends. And mm-hmm. so we'd play together. And occasionally I'd see him and I would just be like, oh, my God, I'm so in love. And I was, that was the longest, deepest, hardest crush mm-hmm. I'd ever had on anybody. To, to the extent that I didn't even understand how somebody could feel that way towards a person. Mm-hmm. It's creepy to think about it now because I was so young. hmm
0: but, you know. But that's, uh, I think that's that's how it works. Absolutely. Because you're just, your brain's not fully developed yet. Emotions are really at the surface. Mm-hmm. Hormones mm-hmm. are bonkers crazy. Oh, yeah. That things are just more intense and you're convinced that this is the way you're going to feel for the rest yes. of all time. <laughs> and you're like, no, that's not.
1: Yeah. It's, it's almost not, like a rite of passage, too. Oh, like yeah. Of becoming, you know, the next,
0: uh, the preteen and
1: then the teenager.
0: How did it end for you? Like how did you end up either growing out of that crush or I mean I know I mean yours is going to be a different story because you guys got together and got sure. engaged but yeah so but how did you, how did you what happened to kind so, of end it for you
1: yeah so in seventh no eighth eighth grade seventh or eighth grade <laughs> I don't remember which one um, we actually ended up hooking up mm-hmm. not sexually we weren't mm-hmm. we were together um, and he had. A license so he was taking me everywhere in a car and so we were always driving together we were together for i want to say at least a year or two i can't i honestly mm-hmm. cannot remember <laughs> i blocked that out but we were together for a long time and we were serious about each other and to the point where we actually had an engagement ceremony a cambodian engagement ceremony uh, they were unsaid vows unsaid promises and stuff like that but it, it got to the point where i was like In high school, I decided, or I came to a realization that Mm -hmm. this was not what I wanted. Mm -hmm. This is not what I needed. He was never physically abusive. He was not verbally encouraging all the Mm -hmm. time. There were times where I felt like there might be some danger in the situation. You know, I had one of my friends witness something in front of our high school. And so she stuck around to make sure I was okay. And it was one of those times that that was one of the pivotal moments where I was like, This is bullshit, and I don't need this, and it's Mm -hmm. only going to escalate from here. Mm -hmm. So I stopped it. I think a big reason or a big help to that was that I was also starting to recognize and have feelings for someone else, and while he wasn't trying to talk me out of this relationship or into a relationship with him he was talking he was helping me out of the relationship with the guy that i was with mm-hmm. and i think that really saved how i was in, in with relationships and, and then i came to recognize myself and understand who i was for me mm-hmm. i came i, beca- I became really self aware Mm -hmm. So in the end, I think I became better for it and stronger Mm -hmm. for it. And while my next relationship wasn't the best, I learned from that a lot, too. Yeah, As long as you're learning Mm -hmm. from it,
0: that's all you can do. Yeah.
1: And I've been fortunate as far as relationships goes to never have anything traumatic happen to me. Mm I'm very, very thankful for that. But I think that the lessons that I have learned, is, learned and the things that I went through from that were very mm-hmm. powerful and that's enough good. to help set me mm-hmm. and bring me to be mm-hmm. to be me. That's good. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. That's awesome.
1: I haven't been single for a very long time. <laughs> <so>.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's completely opposite of me. <laughs> 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 no, we do not work the same way.
1: No. But opposites attract. Yeah. That's okay. And it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. So, yeah, that's our mm-hmm. our kiss and tell. So, let's do our fun fun fact. Do you want to do it? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get it up. Okay.
0: Okay. So, for this book, we wanted to do just something about, like, sticking with the theme of first love and everything. So, we found an article on Bustle that's called 19 Women Who Married Their First Loves Share Where Their Relationships Are Now. And it's just, you know, I'm not going to read the article or anything to you. I think it's interesting. It's, a you know, all these little short stories from women, and they range from we're still happily married and have been for years mm-hmm. to, oh, we're divorced and it's okay. <laughs> like there's a lot of in between too. Like you just never know. There's not a lot of statistics about it. It's no. hard to track that kind of information, yeah. I think. But one 2014 survey of yougov.k said that, of the roughly 46% of British adults who are married, 27% say they married their first love. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a trend. Right. If things are changing or going one way or the other. But, you know, it still happens. Yeah. So it, this is just, a, it's an interesting story because most people, maybe not most, because I just said we don't have statistics <laughs> on it. It feels like, I mean, everyone I know goes through a lot of relationships. Sure. You know, I, ha- I didn't know anyone who i'm thinking real hard now (laughs) because i like to say things with (laughs) utter certainty before someone's like no you do know somebody who got married right out of high school and i'll be like oh right
1: i don't i mean i was two years out of high school yeah but
0: no yes yeah but i mean i knew all your other boyfriends that's true you did (laughs) so to me that wasn't (laughs) that's very true So, yeah, so I think it's just an interesting topic for people who are on the other side of it to hear from to read these stories from mm-hmm. people who are like, "Yeah, this is what happens, <laughs> and some are inspiring and some are just I mean, they're all real, and it's from the woman's perspective, a couple of them she wasn't his first, you okay. know, so some of them are we were first each other's first loves and we've been together or whatever. This is what happened to our Mm -hmm. relationship. And then a couple of them have been stories of like, I didn't really understand or get dating until later in life. And so he had gone through other relationships, but now how do we make that work? Right. right. Because he thinks, you know, I'm inexperienced, but I think why would I bother trying again when I found what I want? Right, (laughs) So so there's different stories from different women. And there's just a lot of interesting perspectives about it because – you know there are some that didn't make it and they're like that was fine yeah <laughs> it's yeah. actually okay <laughs> it's so yeah. it's interesting but it's a pretty good yeah i like it so i think everyone should read again that's it's bustle.com and it's 19 women who married their first loves share where their relationships are now yeah. by megan grant and it was in october 3rd of 2017 is when the articles came out so awesome all right that's fun fuck fact cool cool so. cool cool now we should probably do art reading. yeah which we don't know what it is oh shit Fine. i got it i got, it, I got <laughs> okay. it all right but i need it too yes that's true we can't share <laughs> i really oof. the sex in this book is super fucking good it is probably yes. fuck me nine yeah um and then the book itself is really good i think it's like a solid eight dude i mean the only reason i wouldn't give it a little higher is i do think it dragged a little at the end there were parts where i was just like why is the book still going (laughs) what are we doing what are we doing (laughs) yeah because like i thought it wrapped up real well at the clan meeting and that would have been a cool place to end and then there were three parts after that that were good spots (laughs) for it to end (laughs) and then then there was an
1: epilogue (laughs) <laughs> so. i hear you there i mimic that i think that that's perfect i think mm-hmm. eight for the story nine for the sex yeah. oh my god and it wasn't just that first scene it was the other scenes after oh there was the other sex, there were yeah. many other scenes and
0: i appreciated her directness and the use of terms yeah she was like pussy cock dick, dick. <laughs> like these i love when they said dick all the time I'm like yes. dick. <laughs> the dragon said
1: dick a lot he said dick all the time this is my favorite word i know it was good <laughs> So, yeah. I yeah, liked it. it was absolutely, fun. I loved so. it. I, I appreciated the balance between
0: the two characters, the leads. Oh, it's so good. And. That is what yeah. good partner sex should be like. Absolutely. Take turns being the aggressor. hmm And not just the sex, but the. Yeah, life really, too, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we, we're, we're here for the sex scenes and we know it. <laughs> All right, guys, I hope you join us next time. We're going to be reading Hybrid Misfit by Eve Longley. Yay.
1: Yay. Narrated
0: by Stephanie. No, no, no. No, I don't know. No. Marie <laughs> Smith. <laughs> that's <I narrated>. <laughs> So yeah, we're going. We're going back. We loved Eve Longley a couple. It's been a while, maybe even a year been. since we've done a, a book by her, yeah. and we really enjoyed her writing. So we're excited to get back into her world, and mm-hmm. and we're gonna start with a hybrid misfit. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, reach out. We are on social media. Uh, Shh. Dirty books at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and on Gmail. You can email us, and we'll we'd love to hear from you. We also are. Uh, getting more active on our Goodreads page. We have a Goodreads group where we're starting to engage uh, people, uh, like, you know, discussion threads about the books we're reading. We'd really like to see, you know, other topics, thoughts. Maybe we didn't get everything out in the episode, and it came to us half an hour later as we're driving home, and we're like, fuck! I didn't say that thing. It is always, <laughs> Every always goddamn always time. Every time. <laughs> I had, like, three more Valentine's Day <laughs> stories <laughs> that I thought of literally as you left the house. Oh, and my I was like, God. Mm. That's Brilliant. We'll save them for next year's them for <laughs> that day. blog. Like That's I'm going to remember. <laughs> Yeah. so reach out talk to us we'd love to hear from you uh, tell us how we're doing yeah <laughs> and
1: you can visit us on our blog at dirtybooks.com and find us on any podcast platform and if you can please 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 go on iTunes and give us a rating and a review we would really appreciate it we're trying to get out there a little bit more and have people let us know what they think of us and yeah yeah
0: that's so good so this is Sayla. and this is Kalina
1: and we'll see you guys there. bye bye
0: yeah, you've been listening to reading dirty books with Galena and Saylet. Be sure to tune in to the next episode. Some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.
1: We'd like to thank Jim Townsend for that sexy and wonderful introduction.